In a field completely void of charge like the one I've created, it simply hovers. In simplest terms, it's a magnet. The most powerful self-contained electromagnet I have ever seen. And like any magnet, it can be attracted to other magnets of reverse polarity. That's why it's stuck to the speaker magnet. It can be programmed to use other magnetic forces as a means of propulsion. You can use any frequency you want. So how's it used as a weapon? The human body carries a small electrical charge, right? You tune the disc to the charge and then... Flathead's basically correct. It's like turning your radio dial to K-I-L-L. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films presents Obsessed with the Obscure. I am so obsessed with it. Too. I know, man. I'm loving this uh, this series, man. Yeah. It, it totally. I think a lot of these these are the movies that I absolutely love. These obscure ones and everything. The ones where you meet somebody at a party when we used to do parties back in the day. Yeah, I remember those. <laughs> I remember those. <laughs> <laughs> and you found somebody that knew what uh, you know. One crazy summer was. Yeah. And you were like, "What? You know what one crazy summer is?" And you can talk to him about it because everyone can talk like True Lies or any of those movies. So yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Yeah, absolutely, dude. What you been up to this last week? Oh, COVID. Oh, damn it. It seems like it is hitting everyone, dude, this new thing. That shit ran through I don't people fall. much, so yeah. that's the only reason. I, I literally, uh, I have a job where I just don't see anyone, yeah. so that helps me. You Whereas, see a lot of people. I, not only do I see a lot of people, I'm physically touching yeah. people all Well, day. you better explain that <laughs> yeah, directly. I, I'm a massage therapist. <laughs> not that kind of massage therapist. I'm a professional massage uh. therapist. <laughs> So, yeah, and that was the thing is like one day I was at work. I hadn't been feeling real well. I saw my first client of the day and I was really worn out. And I was just and like and there had already been a couple of people in the spa that got it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this isn't oh, good. No. You know? And so I had to go talk to the front desk, be like, look, we're going to put the rest of my day on pause. And I ended up taking a test and testing mm-hmm. negative. Still didn't feel well for a couple of days. And two days after I took the test, I tested positive. Oh. So. You know, but luckily it wasn't that bad. Um, I, you know, not not getting political, but I think. Well, the Omicron is supposed to be like that. And I'm sure that's what you have. I think that it's less, you know, harsh on the symptoms. But I also think that the being vaccinated kind of keep things. Oh, yeah. Um, Because there were people at work that got much sicker than I did for a much longer. Were some of them unvaccinated? Uh, yeah, there's a few. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they um, got it, and how bad was it on them? I mean, they were out for four or five days yeah. longer than I was. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? See, that's um, how it happens. It's, yeah. It's crazy. One person was out for before Christmas, and they're coming back next week. Yeah, it's those, uh, those late symptoms, you know, that, like, the for that original covid yeah. with the taste and everything i don't think that's a thing with the omicron i know i didn't lose smell or yeah, taste which is great that this is a lesser one but i cannot so. remember in my life ever being so exhausted yeah like the that's, simplest of tasks yeah. was a chore like you know? i'm gonna walk across the room no i'm yeah. gonna stay right here hey i'm gonna come do the podcast no <laughs> I'm, we're just gonna sit you on watch, the couch did like, you watch any movies where you were down oh and, uh, man you know what's really weird is I don't remember. Yeah, that, that that's was the probably thing. another thing. The so brain foggy. cloud that they yeah, yeah the flame fro- fog. Sorry. Yeah, I really like. I, I couldn't even tell you, dude. Yeah. Maybe I know one you watched. Yeah, I say maybe you can remind me. Well, 
and it, it sucks because we'll end up, ta- we'll talk about this for a little bit and I feel bad that I already forgot most of it uh-huh. <laughs> and everything is the new Matrix. Oh, uh, yeah. Movie. I don't know you didn't like it. I didn't like it. I, I could tell when the first 20 minutes that some people were going to like it and some people weren't. Because of that whole video game thing, it was a weird concept that you had to wrap your head around for about half the movie yeah. until it really sunk in. I mean, it's. I think it's also like that. Uh, uh, what was the one with Robert Pattinson when they could go backwards uh, that you liked a lot? Uh, uh, the Christopher what? Nolan. Oh, uh, Tenet. It, it was. I think it's similar that you need to watch it like three or four times. And that's. To be able I'm to gonna watch it, it again because I think you're right. I think. I think coming into it because I I yeah. didn't know anything. I didn't want to know. Anything it was about weird. It, it's a weird know? concept, and that's what I think. I even texted to you when I saw it. I said it was phenomenal, but it. W- you really had to wrap your head around the the crazy script that was written for yeah. it. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like the first twenty five minutes of mm-hmm. it, I was so confused. Yeah, it was that it, I couldn't it started enjoy, slow. I couldn't enjoy it because I'm like, wait, what? Wait, what's this? How, what's he doing over here? And how come they're over here? And who is it? You know what the I mean? The only thing I thought that was that hindered it for me with my understanding and with just an overall liking of the movie and uh, nothing against this actor, but uh, Morpheus. It, Morpheus. Yeah. It, it just it made no sense. It, it took in me my out head, of the movie. You know? Yeah. I was like, wait, who is this? It's a construct of Morpheus. It's not actually Morpheus. Right. And it, it's like they tried to do something clever because Lawrence wouldn't come back. You know. And I would have rather had them just he's dead. <laughs> he, he he said that he wasn't invited back. Yeah, so that makes no sense whatsoever. I don't understand that at because all. Because that I think that would have rounded that whole oh, thing I together. Made, absolutely. But dude. I do love the idea that Carrie Ann Moss had no memory that was neat. of it. It was, that was really neat. The, cool. The scene in the restaurant. All those that was scenes really cool. with, with with them and everything. And I, I, I loved it how they uh they just he had to convince her how to do it. And I loved that his under his knowledge of the Matrix, even though he can't remember it, has gone to that video game type thing. Yeah, well, and it and was weird. And like when the his guys, therapy sessions, the therapy sessions with uh, that was probably one of the best Neil Patrick Harris. No, it was great. I've you seen. know, and that's the thing is, it was a good movie. I just, I just it's different. Didn't... It's different than the other Matrix movies. It, it was, yeah, it was. Um, think... But at the same time, it was also exactly the same as the first one. It, it is it's exactly weird. the same. Well, when you're doing that video game concept and you're in like the pitch meetings where the guys were talking about what they were going to do next, the right. the uh, the game execs was wild. Yeah, it, because they're recapping what we've watched and what we it, it's it's clever. It was yeah. cleverly done. Yeah. But I could see, like I said, I I could see initially when I started watching that that this is either going to turn people off or it's going to turn them on. And I think for me it was that I was thrown into such because I really wanted to understand it and so like I I got kind of stuck in the beginning of trying to figure out mm-hmm. what the fuck was going on. By the time it was like I understood everything that was happening I was I felt behind on the yeah. movie and I feel like and I've been wanting like the last few days I've been like looking at it going maybe I'll watch that again. Since I now have that understanding, I mm-hmm. think it would be a much better movie. Yeah. But I, I just initial reaction was like, I'm not a fan. Yeah. You know. Well, maybe that'll change. Yeah. No, we'll see. Uh, I I appreciate them taking a shot, and I I appreciate it being better than the uh, the third one. <laughs> the third one was god awful and everything, and it was good to see Keanu back in. No, doing that his was thing. yeah, that yeah. was great, and like you said, Carrie Ann Moss, Carrie that Ann was great. And, yeah, it was great, and I liked the new kids. I thought the new kids were. I cool. wish I, I wish somehow some way Joey Pants would have made an appearance. Yeah, that would have been that would have been hard unless they were doing a time travel thing backwards. Yeah, where uh, which was a 
That would have been an interesting concept if you make that movie into a time travel. You'd have to have uh, Lawrence Fishburne on board. It's crazy they would. Uh, the Matrix. They didn't do that. The Matrix multiverse. Maybe they'll bring him back for the next one if they do a next one. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, other than that, I've been watching some obscure movies that I uh, got from my uh, DVD lady that I've been uh, purchasing from. I watched Zapped. Do you remember the 80s movie Zapped with Scott Bale where he got powers kind of, and he could move stuff like modern problems? No. Type styling. But he was in high school, so he was opening girls' shirts. And <laughs> and it was right after Porky, so they went back into production, the, the film company when they did Zapped, to uh, add all the nudity in afterwards funny. because they wanted to kind of capitalize on the Porky stuff. Yeah, no, I, something tells me I'd remember that. Because no, it was, it was one of the big time. movies in the 80s you were like yeah. oh zaps on man you're gonna see some boobs uh so i've been watching that we watched we binge watched uh dope sick on hulu with oh, michael I keaton i haven't heard it's about these that. it's all about oxycontin and how it started and how it infected the like blue collar workers in virginia really and uh what's his name um uh, michael keaton was like a small town doctor who, who ended up giving it to all the people in town and they all started dying and then he got addicted to it himself after he got in an accident. Wow. And he's in rehab and he can't kick it, man. He just won the Golden Globe for it uh, and it's like an eight-part miniseries uh, hour each on Hulu and uh, man, it was phenomenal. Yeah. Really, really good. Dude, it's crazy how that happens too. My yeah. brother, a couple of years ago, who is not, man, never yeah. oh, has no, been, it, no, it was not a drug addict, anyone. is not a drug addict or any, he has no problems with substances at all. He tore his ACL and mm -hmm. had to get uh, surgery for it, and they gave him, um, I think it was oxycodone. And yeah, I that's a, a, that's definitely different. Yeah, um, that's more like Percocet. Yeah. Um, and you don't want the oxycontin. It changes your brain, yeah. like chemistry. He was, you know, taking it as prescribed, yeah. you know, for his pain, um, and he, like, was feeling better and, you know, like, recovering or whatever, so... I, I happened to call him just to check on him one day, and he's like, yeah, I'm not feeling really well. He's like, my my knee is feeling better, but, like, I, I'm feeling sick today. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, did they give you a pain, you know, you prescription? Yourself off that and, and he was like, yeah, um, they did. Well, he was only on it for, like, a week and That's a half. That's all it takes. You know? That's all it takes. Um, and I said, dude, you're, you're fucking dope sick. Yeah. I said, you need to go yeah. ahead and take a pill. I said, you take a pill right now. I said, I guarantee you in 45 minutes you'll feel all better. He did called me. And he was like, "Dude, you were right, yeah. you know." And like he, it's scared. Like he doesn't want to, you know, take it anymore. After I that. listen to uh, a lot of, uh, or I listen to every episode that drops, like every Thursday or Friday or something. The Doctor Drew After Dark, and he talks about a lot of the addicts and stuff like that. And he had said several times, he says specific drugs like, like Xanax. Not only can you get addicted quick. If you stop it, you kill yourself yeah. uh, that way. But he says Klonopin is another one. I remember when everyone was doing Klonopin mm -hmm. back in the day. Yeah. And uh, they said, if he says you're on it for a week, it takes you a year to kick it. Oh, wow. Completely. Yeah. Like, to get out of it. He mm. says that's how, like, strong that shit is. That shit's crazy, And uh, And same with the Oxy. So the the miniseries was awesome. I suggest anyone to, to check it out. So there was this movie I saw back in the day oh, yeah? where there was this oh, alien shit. that came to Earth. Here we go, people. <laughs> to pull this substance out uh. of people to make a heroin-like drug to bring back to his planet. And it was called I Come in Peace. Uh. It's such a great movie, man. And I wish I had somebody to like break it down that simply to me or I would have watched it. I watched it early on. It was like on HBO and I remember watching it and loving it uh, immediately. And I remember telling my friends about it. I was a sucker for any sci-fi anyways. Yeah. If it was cool and it had a good concept and like what you just said, the inject people with heroin, 
and it does something to their brain, and then you stab him. He stabs them in their brain and extracts this it's fluid white. out of what well, goes in white, the heroin, and uh-huh. then it, it it mixes, and then he draws it back into their bodies and pulls it out of their brain. He has this whole process, which is brilliantly shown through the movie in different stages. Yeah. If you've uh, recently watched it, it's it's such a fabulous thing. And apparently, we're USA is the the. The fucked up people everywhere else it's dark angel dark angel yeah and the only reason we didn't get it as dark angel is we have like three other movies named dark angel apparently oh, from like the 30s and maybe there's one in the 50s huh. and everything so they were like we don't need another dark angel right. here we're gonna call it i come in peace yeah so i won't completely knock it because it, at first i remember i didn't know that and then i'm like buying dvds or i'm looking at dvds and i'm like why are they calling i come in peace dark angel yeah no that I... clearly is the picture for i come in peace and i had to do some back research to yeah it. I remember Googling it one time and, yeah. and it came up as Dark Angel. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is not Dark Angel. Like, you know, it's just so. If you put I come in peace in IMDb, it will come up Dark Angel. That's so crazy. And then yeah. you have to click on it. And then in little letters underneath Dark Angel, also known as right. I come yeah. in peace. So I loved it, man. It's such a fabulous, fabulous movie. So before we go into kind of the premise and what's going on, we usually will we'll talk about the cast and the crew that brought us this uh this great flick <laughs> and oddly cast i will admit and i love the casting though i i have no problem with you throwing uh different character actors into these roles that we haven't seen all the time you know yeah and our main guy dolph lundgren yeah a brunette it might have been the first time i saw him as a brunette maybe because yeah. i don't know if was Punisher. this first or what came first, Punisher or Showdown in Little Tokyo? He so also... this was 1990, so this probably came first. Yeah, this probably uh, was released September 28th, 1990. So yeah, I think Punisher was a little later, unless it was 89. Why does Punisher seem like that in my head that it should be 89? Well, it didn't matter. Usually, I think he went back to being blonde, but right after uh, Rocky, he was like, I need to dye my hair. Right. I need to get this out of this. Dolph Lundgren's an, an interesting cat, for sure. Chemical engineer. Yeah, dude. <laughs> was offered a whole f- uh like what is it future bright scholarship to mit and he turned it down i didn't know that yeah yeah yeah. Wow. yeah he's a smart motherfucker oh I know, he's like, like a straight doctor yeah yeah, like, yeah. You know, uh, he might have gone science. back and actually have gotten it uh maybe but i know he uh he was i mean an engineer over in uh i think sweden is where he was from and then yeah he was offered that that full scholarship at mit and they turned him down so that's kind of interesting <laughs> yeah he's had a great career oh yeah I mean, he's lucky because for a while there it could have gone south at any moment you know I'm surprised it didn't i mean the roles got smaller for him he wasn't going to be a leading man he wasn't going to be stallone i mean i come in peace showdown in little tokyo master universe masters of the universe universal soldier yeah um I mean, obviously, the Expendable movies later on. The Punisher, 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 for sure. Yeah, those are the movies that, like, I I remember Dolph Lundgren Mm -hmm. for that that make That weren't Rocky IV, I mean, obviously. Right, yeah, obviously. Um, And that's what I'm saying is, like, his lesser-known movies are the ones that I know him for. Well, your favorite genre is... is, It's probably 80s and 90s action. Yeah. The action-specific. I mean, not that you're not a comedy guy, but action is is obviously your your first sweet spot. Yeah, mine's probably '80s and '90s sci-fi uh-huh. fantasy is probably where I've, it's hard for me too because I love so many different genres of movies and uh, 
But this was certainly in my sweet spot at that time. So another guy that I'm surprised people even knew who he was, and the only reason I know who he was is because I was a huge fan of HBO's Dream On, was Brian Benben. Do you remember Brian Benben? I mean, I remember him like looking at the picture here. Yeah, I know yeah, exactly yeah. who he is. Uh, do you remember Dream On on HBO? I think I do. It was racy as shit, and that's why we yeah. watched it. Because you'd, you'd see a boob every once yeah. in a while. But it was right after like Tales from the Crypt, and it was about a guy who lived in his head in like uh, black and white sitcoms. So that's he would right. he would, and it was very sexual. He would he would get it. He would be on a date, and he was about to have sex, and then it would cut to what he's thinking in his brain, and they would cleverly put like an old Patty Duke episode on there where someone said something suggestive uh-huh. and then they would cut back to him. I vaguely remember It was kind of like Herman's Head except he would go back to... Except he it was would, on HBO. Yeah, it yeah. was HBO and it was black and white kind yeah. of images in his head. And, uh, and Wendy Malick was his wife in it. And I loved it. I thought it was great. And uh, I loved him in it. I thought it was awesome. So when And this was around the same time. Like he might have just finished Dream On or was still doing Dream On when I Came in Peace came out. So I was like, oh shit, it's Brian Benben. Um, now I'm thinking people looking back, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> so our alien, though, who is awesome in this. Oh, man, yeah, He's dude. just, he he is great for that. In this role, you really need a presence. And, I mean, it's, he's not been cast for his dialogue. Yeah, definitely not. Even though he does do the I come in peace line. I come in peace. Pa- hey, Paul, future Paul, yeah. cut I come in peace in here right now. I come in peace. Oh, Thank how you. great was that? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. every time he said that. He couldn't say it enough for me. Yeah. So uh, Matthias Hughes, mm-hmm. uh, and I'll list some of his old um, or his past movies that you might know him from. One of them I know him from specific is Big Top Peewee. He was the lion tamer in Big really? Top Peewee. Interesting. Uh, he was in Dragnet. I'm not sure who he was in Dragnet. He was also in Kickboxer 2. Star Trek Six in a ton of action flicks, just like random. You never heard. He of wasn't in Die Hard, though. No. Okay. No, you're thinking of the bad guy in yeah. Die Hard. No, that's yeah. a different guy. I think okay. that's the guy from Money Pit. Uh, pretty. Sure. The one he's got his brother killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Sherman Howard played like the head mobster in this movie, and I loved him. He played um, Bub in Day of the Dead. Do you remember the Day of the Dead one? It was like the third Night of the Living Dead where they were that underground that one. and they were trying to tame the zombies and they put like a Walkman and the headphones on his head and he, he would walk around and he would uh, um, like show all his emotions and everything and it was really clever and people really, people in the horror know, remember Bub from Day of the Dead. And he oh, was okay. famous for that. He was in a famous Seinfeld episode. He was in the one that uh, the Junior Mint went into his body. When they were doing oh, the operation, yeah. <laughs> he was in that. He was in the stand. He was also in Lethal Weapon, but I can't remember who he was in Lethal Weapon. Huh? Sherman Howard, though he was he was really good in this. Um, Sam Anderson actually also played like one of the kind of main villains in this movie, uh, and he was I remember him from. Um, Forrest Gump. He was the principal in Forrest Gump. Your mom really cares about your education. <laughs> uh, and he's also been, I, I have a note here saying he's in every TV show ever made. <laughs> so if you look him up, you can prove me wrong. But I think 
uh, it was one of those situations that he was in, like Seinfeld and King of Queens, and right, it just went yeah. down the uh, the, uh, the run. I see uh, that uh, Al Leong's in this. Al Leong, yeah, Al Leong. He yeah. plays the luggage salesman. That dude is fucking who stole the drugs. Yeah, uh, he's a legend. <laughs> he's bro. so good, man. I love that they gave him and Michael Pollard. Michael J. Pollard uh, had a short scene in this. He was our guy from uh, Scrooge. Yeah, from Scrooge. Yeah, and uh, damn, we just talked about him in something else. Was it Tango and Cash? Did he make the yeah, 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 yeah. What are you guys doing? Yeah, he's out got there. that great voice in, in this movie too. It was he was so great in it. Uh, so that's our cast. Now, now the crew, and I always find it really interesting, and especially typing these up because I don't usually have many notes other than the the cast and the crew because we've seen these movies like twenty times. But I want to kind of give the crew their due. But there's a lot of these crew members that never have gotten their due over the uh, years and some of them i'm so surprised what they done they did in like all their other movies i'm fan of fans of you know mm-hmm. so our director on this movie is craig r baxley what i've got down here two movies we're both we're both fans of but he did nine episodes of the a-team oh wow. the og but then he also is the director of action jackson and stone cold Oh shit! That's Bosworth, awesome, dude. Which will probably be on the obsessed with the obscure episode. You, man. We have no one to. knows Stone Cold. That's so great. And dude. I'm telling you, if you go to eBay and look up Stone Cold DVD, you're going to get a lot of WWE. Yeah, shit. oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think Joe Torre was in that movie too, though. I, I think he was like the comedic sidekick, and I, I need to see that movie again, dude. Oh man, it's really good. Uh, the writer, there was two writers on it. One of them, this was his only movie, and this other guy, this other writer on it. I've come across him several times uh, recently in movies that I've been like uh, checking out about for the obscure, and I'm pretty sure he is just the writer that they bring in to fix shit. Really? Because he's done so much stuff. So I have a long list of movies that he's credited with, and if you went in, he never is the solo writer. He's always a second writer on it. So I'm pretty sure this guy comes in to fix shit. And because of that, he has a huge list here of great movies. So his name is David Cope. The The other writer is Jonathan Tider. My guess is he wrote the spec script. David came in to fix it. And to finish and to it To rewrite up. it and yeah. do everything like that. So he probably is the rewriter. Closers get coffee. Uh, yeah. So the yeah. movies he is credited for is Bad Influence, Toy Soldiers, which mm. we're going to be talking about in a couple weeks. Uh, Death Becomes Her, Jurassic Park, Carlito's Way, The wow. Shadow, Mission Impossible, wow. Snake Eyes, Stir of Echoes, Panic Room, Spider-Man, War of the Worlds, Indiana Jones, The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I guess they can't all be. Uh, <laughs> can't all be good there, David. Uh, Angels and Demons and The Mummy. Wow. So, wow. That's an impressive fucking list. It is, man. It looks like there's a lot of... Uh, who was... Paramount, there's a lot of Paramount movies here. Mm-hmm. I bet he's on retainer at Just Paramount. Staff writer, yeah. Fucking yeah, because uh, Indiana Jones is uh, Paramount. Uh, War of the Worlds, I'm pretty sure is too. Now the cinematographer done some awesome stuff, man. Uh, so the cinematographer, obviously the director of photography, is uh, Mark Irwin, and he did a shitload of uh, David Cronenberg movies. So he did The Brood, Scanners, Dead Zone. Videodrome, The Fly, all those are David Cronenberg's. So oh, far. wow. And then he branched off a little bit and he did The Blob, the great Kevin Dillon <sighs> one. I love that one. Also could be on this list. Fright Night Part 2, one of my favorites. Robocop 2, showed on in Little Tokyo, Speak of the Devil. Uh, so he's worked with uh, 
uh, Dolph Love twice. Before, yeah. Yep. Uh, Passenger Fifty Seven, Man's Best Friend, which I just rewatched two days ago. <sighs> I forgot about the scene where he unhinges his jaw and just eats the cat. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, I didn't remember that He chases that the cat up the tree, uh-huh. and he gets like these jaguar kind of like stiletto nails come out of his hands. Oh wow, it was a fucked up movie. Yeah, I remember uh, him getting the mailman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That spray did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> uh, Dumb and Dumber and Scream. Uh, so very accomplished. The editor Mark uh, Heffelrich. Also was the editor on Revenge of the Ninja, nice. Rambo First Blood Part Two, Predator, Action Jackson, and Stone Cold. That's how the connection with Craig Baxley happened. That's interesting. Uh, Striking Distance, Rush Hour 2, Red Dragon, and both Jumanji films. Hmm. So it's interesting. I, I love that's what's great about reading these crew things. You can tell. You can almost figure out along the way how he decided to use, uh, to choose a cinematographer or editor for this movie is because they've worked together in the past right. or future, like you said. Right, yeah. Uh, the composer, the only one even worth mentioning, and trust me, it is not worth mentioning, <laughs> but I wanted to give him his due because this was a pretty good score on this mm-hmm. movie. I like the score on this movie. Yeah, I like the background music. Yeah, it was really good, and uh, it's, it's definitely this guy's best because this other one, the only other one I... I knew the name on the list was Beastmaster Three, not yeah. even not even two, yeah. which sucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've not seen Beastmaster Three. Yeah, uh, I know I have. Which is interesting. We're going to be talking about Beastmaster in the next couple of weeks, also. Uh, some of the details: hour and 31 minutes runtime, rated R, released September 28th, 1990. Filming locations apparently all over Houston. This is a very Houston, Texas movie. Huh. Uh, the budget: seven million dollars. The worldwide gross, unfortunately, four point four point three million. Point, million, yeah. 4. 3 million which I mean, it's not as bad as we've seen in the past. That's pretty but bad. That's though. pretty bad. I mean, you're not gonna get uh, you're not gonna get an I Come in Peace two, <laughs> <laughs> or even a Dark Angel two. Yeah. Uh, some cool trivia that I thought was interesting about this movie. Uh, there's a scene at the very beginning of the movie. Remember when his his partner is doing the drug deal, mm-hmm. and then he gets distracted by uh a robbery that's happening at the liquor store. Right. And he like leaves his post to go deal with the robbery because they had like machine guns and shit. When he walked in the uh, thing, he roundhouse kicked some guy and apparently he actually connected with that guy's head. Oh shit. And knocked the guy out. <laughs> I bet. So that's interesting. Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure he's a black belt. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely had some training. Yeah. Some sort I don't of. think that was just like a show enough situation. Yeah. Like I think he's actually like practiced martial arts. Uh, so Matthew Hughes, who's our, our bad alien in this, performed all his own stunts. Apparently, it was too f- hard to find a double that matched his, like, 6'5 frame. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he even wore those boots because he had a trench coat that went to his feet. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's to, to hide the lifts that he had. Hmm. Uh, the project was in- initially called Lethal Contact until it was first written as a spec script. The production title and international title was Dark Angel. The title was changed to I Come in Peace for the U.S. release. This was done because there are two other Dark Angel films, one from 1925 and one from 1935. Uh, And also of interest, the alien gun is a modified Calico M980. That alien gun was cool as shit. I mean, it almost looked like a laser tag gun. Do you remember the gun that you had in laser tag? Oh, yeah. It almost looked just like that. But, dude, that disc. Oh, the disc, man. That's what was crazy. Dude, it was like this thing on his fucking wrist, and he just would, like, boom, point it out at him and, like... Yeah, very Predator-like. I was just thinking that, yeah. yeah. uh, But remember, they get into the fight with him, like, at the club, 
and uh, it bounces around the room yeah, yeah. and it ends up going into the speaker. Yep. And somehow the speaker a, was the able magnet. to hold it. Yeah. It was, it was a magnetic That's what situation. It was. Yeah. So yeah, that. Well, let's go through the movie a little bit before we jump in. There's like three scenes that we're going to talk about. On uh, some of these obsessed with the obscure episodes, we're gonna do like we'll talk about two scenes, depending on the length. We'll talk about two scenes. We'll talk about three scenes. Uh, there's a couple that we're just gonna talk about one scene, and it's just like the whole 15 minute ending, which is just exciting too. Hell yeah! Uh, so we'll go in depth on a few of uh, these, but the the main premise here, and we'll go through it as much as we can. And that scene you're talking about happens at the very beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. So actually, before that, we see that disc. We see the. Uh, and, and this must have been almost when it happened because it wasn't completely connected to the aliens uh, and the opening uh, scene. Also mentioned, it's a Christmas movie. Who knew? No shit. Yeah. Well, movie. I know what's on my fucking list next yeah, year I know. for Christmas. So at the very beginning of the movie, you got some guy uh, trying to put a CD in his disc player mm-hmm. and it shoots out and he can't do it and he ends up crashing into a whole bunch of Christmas trees. And when huh. he gets out of the, uh, the uh, thing... A ball of flame comes down, and I think it's the bad alien. Right. We don't really can. They don't even tell us it was a bad alien. We do see the good alien yeah. arrive, very close to some Terminator shit right here. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying we don't see him naked and rising off from the street, but yeah. we could tell that he's he's coming here in a ball of flames. So. Yeah, and that's basically what we're we're dealing with here is we have an alien drug dealer mm. and an alien narc. Yeah, that's come after him. Right. The the alien drug dealer has cleverly found a way to come to earth uh and basically like we were saying before inject heroin into somebody and extract it from their brain and it becomes like this super drug yeah like crazy super drug that he's gonna bring back and the the uh the concern is that once he goes back every other drug dealer will be coming back to earth right and you can't control all of them yeah so we kind of after that initial scene we break into a kind of our main characters and who they are Dolph Lundgren he's a uh, cop he's a rogue cop yeah, he's a rogue cop and not a very good partner no no <laughs> he's kind of an asshole um yeah, he, he always plays that kind of like, don't fuck with me. Very similar in Showdown to Little Tokyo. The same with even in The Punisher in certain scenes, like yeah. when he's talking to somebody and he's kind of had the shit beat out of him and he just has that kind of like, leave me. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, yeah, he does kind of have that one kind of frame. Yeah. Style. <laughs> the chemical engineering doesn't always go through. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so we see this. It's a botched drug deal, basically. His partner is in there. Talking it to um, the gangsters, basically, right. and he's undercover. They, but little does he know that they already know he's a cop. Right. And right when uh, things are starting to get heated, Dolph Lundgren looks up, sees somebody go into the liquor store with weapons, leave the liquor store. He leaves his post, takes his like earphone out, like yeah. right. Right in the middle of it yeah. to go in and break this up, which I don't think I would have made that decision. I don't think so either. I'd have called in back up and said, yo, the store's getting robbed. Somebody yeah. fucking come in and do it. Yeah. You know? I'm in the middle of something. Yeah. Because right when he left, the Sherman Howard, the main gangster, said, your name's Ray, right? Yeah. He says, you're a cop, right? And then he just gave him that look like, yep, you're fucked. Yeah. And they just blow him away. Yep. And <clears throat> just at that point, they grab the heroin and they're leaving. And that's where our alien shows up. Yeah, and goes crazy with the disc. Kills fucking everybody. 
Like, it, it's like a boomerang style. Yeah, and it ricochets off of everything and anything, and it also, like, will cut through anything. And it's not like a, it's not like a flat CD either. There, there's a bit of a cone to it. Um, yeah, I'm wondering when CDs, this must have been around when CDs were getting popular, I mean, it too, was 1990. 90. Yeah, so it was right I, that's there. That's about the time I got my first CD. Yeah, probably. So. Let's see, my first CD was Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, so whatever year that came out. Mine was, I was late on the game, though, but mine was, uh, I remember my brother's girlfriend got Van Halen the, for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> and I got, mine was Def Leppard Hysteria. That's so awesome. It's great. <laughs> yeah. But also, I do, one thing I, you were talking about, that gun, uh, like the alien gun earlier, I love the sound that it makes. Oh, yeah. Like, it's almost like, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a machine gun, but the sound is just different. It's almost like chains clanking or something yeah. like that. Like, it's oh, so fucking cool. So every time you see this guy, he, he announces himself with that, I come in peace. Yeah. Type. I, I, I think, like, I think... He had been coming here yeah. and doing this for a while and picked up on that phrase as Maybe. like, you know, what you would say to somebody, even though they know they're obviously You're giving the these screenwriters way more credit than they probably well, I mean, it, I like I, the way you're thinking. Though. I think oh, I think this was just one of his trips. You know what I mean? But I guess you're right. I guess they said, like, if he makes it back there, then all the you know, all the people will come. So. Yeah, who knows how long maybe he's been doing it. He got greedy, maybe. Yeah. And maybe he just came once and did it or yeah. something like that because he he had like a little like fanny pack almost. Yeah. And he kept yeah. all these kind little of vials. Vials. Yeah. So he, and he got at least four yeah. until someone stole his stash. But yeah. <laughs> so what we get to see after he kills those people, he steals the heroin. Obviously, I guess they don't have heroin in his, uh, in his world too. Right. So yeah. he needs the heroin to produce the stronger drug. So we get to see him do it to like four different people. Yeah. The first one was a guy. Uh, I think he worked at like a jewelry store or something like that. Yeah. And he ripped his shirt off. And you, what he does is he has a a puff of smoke and a green light is emitted from underneath his wrist. Yeah. And then a tube shoots out and hits him in the chest. Yeah. And you, That's and so it, fucking you cool. see the white. Uh, the heroin must be like mixed with liquid or something because you see the heroin go in. Mm -hmm. You see them react like, oh, I'm totally fucked up. Yeah. Then he has like a blade that comes out of his hand almost just like uh, Robocop. Yeah. <laughs> Straight off his hand, like what killed Clarence Boddicker. Yeah. And then goes right into his head. Yeah. They go like to the center of the forehead, yep. right? Yeah. Center of the forehead. And on the first one, it cut. Right mm -hmm. after he hits him in the head. Right. Not until the second one do we see it actually go into his head. And extract. And then extract. And then. It's like endorphins. I think that was like the first time I ever heard that word. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's like the endorphins in your brain is Maybe. what he's extracting. And the third one, the second one was good. And we'll talk about the second one because that's when the good alien kind of uh, shows up. Yeah. But one of my favorite one was with the, the female mechanic. It just. It looked brutal when he did it. Mm. She was working on a car, and he showed up. I said, I come in yeah, peace. I come in peace. Ripped her shirt open. She's wearing her bra. Goes in. He hits her so hard in the head with that blade, mm -hmm. and then just pulls it out. And then at that last point is when you start seeing his vials fill up. Uh -huh. And you're like, oh, this is... It. They told it in a very good way. Yeah. The cinematographer, the editor, obviously, had some sort of say in it. It looked and sounded awesome, man. Yeah. So... Right after that initial thing, our buddy's going to get a team up. Yeah. And, which it becomes a, a buddy comedy, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it, 
And and what's his name? Ben Ben? Ben Ben? Yeah, Brian Ben Ben. Brian Ben Ben. <laughs> I'm just going to start saying that. Brian Ben Ben. Um, he is like dedicated to the department and to FBI. his superiors. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's very chain of command oriented, follow all the guidelines. And he's you know. cocky too. He's Well, he, he does, he starts off like that, but he sheds that real quick. Yeah. The, because he was realized he was kind of uh, needed to be breaking some rules to be able to do it. Yeah, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few yeah. eggs. So he was kind of flexible and he was, he was very excited when they showed up to the strip club and uh, he, he wasn't as stiff, but he had no problem like when he first met Dolph Lundgren saying like, I make twice as much money as you right. and the, I, I work for the FBI. So yeah, I am better than you. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. And it was a surprise. Remember when he showed up at Dolph Lundgren's house and Dolph Lundgren's got like an immaculate kind of with rare art yeah. wine here. And he was like, holy shit. Right. He's like, I didn't expect this from you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a chemical engineer, motherfucker. <laughs> Recognized, bitch. So, yeah, it's weird that they don't find the CD on the initial kind of sweep of the restaurant. Well, and like you said, it's it's very Predator 2, like yeah. where they go back and Danny finds the fucking, you know, the... Uh, yeah, when little... Ruben Blades finds that blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and, it's, and it's funny, too, because Dolph Lundgren is like, okay, so you got it. He's like going through the crime scene, you know, yeah. and he's like, and it shoots this guy here, and it ricochets over <laughs> there, and then, then it goes over here. So it and, should be right Yeah, so about it should be right there. You bingo. know, like, Yeah, and it's just amazing how he just like puts that together. And dumbass you know? Brian Benben tries to grab it with his hand. And cuts himself yeah. instantly, you know. And then pulls it out, and then it does the whole boomerang thing place, again until yeah. it goes back into the fucking speaker. Yeah. And they have to bring it to this one crazy guy who works at the lab yeah. who, who ends up, like, suspending it, like, between magnets. Yeah. And it looks really cool. Yeah. So. It's cool. So they knew they had alien technology, and they knew what was going on. And Dolph Lundgren had dated the coroner at some point. So that right, was their yeah. end with the coroner, who we didn't mention the thing, but I don't think she did a whole bunch of stuff. When I looked her, uh, when I looked her name up, nothing uh, recognizable uh, to put her on here. But she was good in it. Let's see. I'm trying to see. Who that was. <clears throat> I think it was ex-wife or something like that. Is it Betsy Brantley? It must be. It was only unless it was the blonde girl. There wasn't many women in this movie. Mm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Some serious misogyny going on. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you already took its name from it. What else can you take? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so. Once they're figuring out the whole thing, that's when it kind of all comes together for him. There's so many great scenes in this movie, too. And all leading up to that end sequence. Well, even up to that, remember, they, they end up figuring it out what's going on. And they trace back that of where he's finding. Remember, he's like hanging out in the cemetery. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah. find his stash. And I, one of the great scenes, too, is when they get into the car and realize that the good alien is in the back, in the back. seat. And, and he's, he's been he's shot. Gut shot. Gut yeah. shot. And he's got, like, moments to tell him. Well, and his blood is all white yeah, it's and everything. Nasty. It's, it's cool. like Bishop. You know, it's like yeah, when yeah, Bishop yeah. gets split in he, half. He, he's going to die soon, and you don't realize how that's going to go that's down. That's so cool, dude. And eventually you realize, oh, shit, this motherfucker is going to implode he's on get, us. Yeah, just, oh, God. Like... And they, yeah. like, get out of the car. And, well, in the last second, Dolph runs back in and grabs his gun. Yeah. You know, and pulls it out right as he yeah. fucking blows up. But, like, oh, yeah, dude. It was cool. And it comes down to the ending. And we'll t we'll talk about the ending, so we probably should uh, we'll hold off on it now. But that, that whole uh, end sequence is really, really cool. 
I say oh, yeah. we bust into some of these. Yeah, clips absolutely. Here, Let's do that, man. All right, three clips we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the alien drug extraction number two. So okay. it's the one where the guy's on the forklift. Where they show more. Yeah, when they show a whole bunch more and you get to see the interaction with him and the good alien. All right. And uh, the second one we're going to talk about is where they steal his stash in the cemetery, mm-hmm. which is a great uh, like one-on-one with them. And then the finale, which is like the 10 minutes uh, leading into the ending. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty cool. Those are three great scenes. All right. So the first one's going to be at time code 2921, and uh, we will kick that off here. All right. Yeah. I love their outfits. Like, yeah, I remember this now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it's just a guy working a forklift, <laughs> listen to, to his tunes, not expecting something as crazy is going to happen. Or is he just like... I think he's a parking lot Yeah, sweeper. he's going around a parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, I thought he was in a factory. Yeah, no, it does look like that, though. Like, It's it, weird who they decided to have him do, you know? Well, and he's like a pretty big dude. Yeah. You know? Oh, and... The oh. alien just shows up. Just shows up out of nowhere. Straight in front of him. Choke slams him straight out of the cart. I mean, rips his shirt open. And then, boom, the thing goes straight into his chest. Light. Yeah. Oh, Such man. a great effect. Oh. The, the wire comes out, and it has like an arrow tip on the end. Yeah. And you could see it pulsing on his chest. And oh. it injects the white liquid into him. Oh. oh, and then he's just. I love how it's like color-coded. It turns green once he has completed that task. Right, yeah. Ah, oh. oh. and then it's like boom. it's like a crystal almost. Do we see it? Yeah, we see it extract here, and it extracts red, and we see it go right off his arm, man. It's just such a great thing, and then it fills right up in his canister. And it's clear when it goes into the canister. Uh oh, I don't know how he found him. You know, they don't really go into how the good guy who's got yeah. this crazy big forehead. Yeah. That gun? Dude. I mean, and these are these are practical explosions happening right here. Massive explosions. And that's crazy scene for an actor to do. Absolutely. I mean, running like this that. guy is running across he's, the hoods of probably ten cars. I bet you he's six five, six seven. I think know? they said six five. Really? Yep. Yeah, I love the so sound. So he is just jumps out the he didn't do that. There's no way they yeah, would have no. him do that. So he jumps out the window. You didn't know he was on the second floor. And that's where the good alien just looks down. And look, and he's just gone. He's gone. Yeah. Up there. Oh, man. Ah, such a good scene, man. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now we're going to head to the next one. If you're following along with us, it's at uh, one hour and ten minutes. All right. So we're at the cemetery now, and someone's about to lose his booty. Right? <laughs> It's weird. So they've tracked him down here. Should we mention his fucking car, man? We'll, we'll see more of it in this next scene we talk about it. But those old boxy Monte Carlo SSs. Oh, yeah. Friend used to be obsessed with those things. So they're entering. And it might not even be a cemetery. I thought it was. I was wrong about the warehouse. <laughs> now I might be wrong about the cemetery. It looks kind of just, just like, like an ab- abandoned neighborhood. Yeah. You know, maybe. Maybe Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Houston. (laughs) Yeah, right. Just to give you a little mental picture. So they just happened to come across all his shit, man. Now, I think this is the heroin, right? Yeah. He finds the heroin. No, he finds their shit, too. His like uh, his stuff, because remember, he gets the vials. That's right. Yeah. Unless he pulls them off of them during this interaction. I think that's what it is. Pops up out of nowhere. So Brian Benben's got the gun. Obviously, he doesn't know how to use alien technology. And Dolph Lundgren is just punching this guy four yeah. times with everything he's got and if this guy's dies, just he dies yeah yeah this oh, guy's man. superhero strength threw him 10 feet oh, oh disc. disc oh got him 
Oh, I love the disc, man. Yeah. It's such a great effect. He's got multiple, like, weapons. But that gun, man, it, I mean, it's almost like a flamethrower, machine gun, grenade launcher all in one. Yeah, and I love the sound. God, yeah, that, it does like that. It does like a whistle it's like at, it's at charging. the end. It, it's like a plasma rifle or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, It really is really cool. Yeah. I've always loved it. the sound of that gun. And Brian Benman's oh, the one. Oh, oh, he finally got yeah, one. and he's going to turn it all the way up right here. This motherfucker. You would have Boom. To, oh, nice. Oh. I think... <laughs> He's generally shocked that he had that gun, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. So he just takes literally like a f chimney out. Let's see what happens when we turn this baby all the way up. It's got multiple functions, yeah. Yeah, it's like faster It's like faster firing and Ooh. stronger or something. It, had a, it knocked Brian Benman on his ass. Yeah, there's like four settings, and he's got it on two right now. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. They've shot him twice now with this gun. And... I would have seen those two go on and do a couple movies together, man. Oh. I love their uh, their energy together. Yeah. Brian Benbens was so good in this type of character. I'm surprised he never got big. He Yeah, no, he's he's like a fun character to watch. Yeah, likable. He's a very likable Oh, dude. look, so there. So they shot him twice and made him disappear, and this is how they ended up getting his little stash. Oh, yeah, man. It looks like a little futuristic fanny pack. Yeah. I love that it's got that the smoke. Like it, gas it had to have been like chilled maybe yeah. or something. Oh, oh man. Looks like got his we've booty. got what he came for. See, it is endorphins. Endorphins, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Oh, oh and this is where he screams because he's, he's, he's mad. Gonna, he gives like a Kirk. Gone, growl. <laughs> so pissed off. All right. And we'll go to the final clip here, which is our the big moment. We're going to be started at 1 hour, 17 minutes, 37 seconds. So I'll meet you there. Yeah, we are. All right. Welcome with us. We are. So this is in the middle of. How would we start the this? The car clip? chase. It's in the middle of the car chase. So the um, the alien stole like a police car. Yeah. Like a Crown Vic police car. Yeah. And Dolph Lundgren, Brian Benben, and the coroner, his ex-wife, are in that Monty SS and they're just going through town. It's a really kind of it's memorable. A good, it's, it's a good It's a memorable chase. like car chase yeah. and everything, but this is the tail end of it here. So it's, we're at an hour and 17 at the, uh, what did I say? 37. We'll start a little early here. <clears throat> oh yeah. So they're going to pull like a blues brothers, blues brothers kind through of the mall. through the wall kind of scene here. Yeah. And they're literally in a mall which might not have been easy to get permission for, yeah, I would right? imagine, let well, alone do, you they're, know? They're on a mission from God. They're on a mission from God. <laughs> Muppets. <laughs> so they bust. They don't go in there long, so they bust it out. She, like, the coroner, like, passes out. Yeah. And so, so the chase continues, but this is one of my favorite parts here is when Brian Benben actually shoots the car. It's, it's interesting he knows how to drive. Right. You know? You, Very you well really too. don't go into anything about the alien and that's what or I'm his... saying I think he's been here before I'm smelling a prequel here I would that's... love to, I would oh. love to see a prequel of the planet he came from what happened so Done. oh man straight disc oh this to is the a great moment Boom. oh, oh wow. god just the, ran the cop car right into the medium like born identity style right oh. before you get into the bridge you hit that medium there ah oh, it was really done well shot very cool I mean, the director of photography put some great rigs on this car. So Brian Benben just leans out, shoots the cop car. And this cop car, 
I mean, it flips. Yeah, two or three or four or five <laughs> times. But watch how fast the alien gets out of the vehicle. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he, he like, runs full speed Look at, at him. him. Just, <laughs> right. Yeah. Brian Benman gets out like he was going to be a badass and then has to f- literally flee while when the alien does a T-1000. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. There's some serious predator and Terminator. You know when the, when you do sci-fi movies, I think everyone has to like steal Borrow a little, a little from yeah. uh, from Predator and the Terminator. All right, so now <laughs> now they're in the industrial. Now they're in the industrial. There's a lot of different cool sets that they kind of. Was this? You think this is the same one where they found the uh, the drugs? Maybe could, could be. be. It looks just yeah, like it. Could be. So they basically are. Pulling over here to have one final stand. Why is she even with them, though? Yeah, she like, just happened to be there. She doesn't have a gun. She doesn't have any training. Like, she's... No, she wasn't supposed to be. Remember, they were going to go on vacation. Oh, and, that's like, right. And leave yeah. town. Yeah. So I think she just ends up being there. You literally should have dropped her off on the side of the road, though. Yeah. Because she shouldn't be here, for sure. I mean, she's got her lab coat still on, and she's just <laughs> she's of no help to anyone here. And Brian Benman should probably not be running first, but he does have the alien gun. Right, yeah. I love these locations that they find for these old action movies. Like, every location from Universal Soldier was like this. Oh, this reminds me a lot of the warehouse in uh, Last Dragon. You know, like, just these old... Or Cobra. Cobra had a a couple like that, too. So he's just... They're just trying to find hiding spots for for Brian Benman and the, the lab girl. Oh, the coroner. Oh, but he's going to use these vials as kind of bait to kind of uh, bring this guy in. All the way to four beeps. Here we go. Yeah, Brian Benman's in an elevated position, and he's going to shoot at him. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, he knows it's got to be a trap. He's such a big dude. I love his look. He doesn't... Well, so they're aiming down on him. They have the high ground, and... They fooled him with the container, but they didn't leave the vials in there. And now they're going to shoot him, but God, the it gun must be, is fucking You're not to have empty. to charge this fucking thing. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, makes sense. They Look, wouldn't know it. He just jumped to the second story. Yeah. Through the window. That's insane. Like. Of Lundgren gave him the look like, I didn't know he could do that. Yeah. You know right. he could do that? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? Just then it made me think this could be a great video game. Oh, yeah. If you could be the alien. Yeah, it'd be fun. That seems weird, though, that you would have to literally hunt people down, hunt humans down to do that. But and it dude, would be fun. Dude just took five point-blank shots from a 12-gauge pump shotgun and just you, ate them. Man, and you can't really defend yourself from this guy's weapons. You have to just run and flee, and hopefully yeah. you outrun the flames. Because that's uh, all Dolph is doing, man. Yeah. And that's what it is right now. It's basically cat and mouse in there getting chased without a plan whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even they, they weren't coming here for a reason. I don't think. I think they. Well, were they thought they him. they thought they could kill him with the gun if they had the sniper position on yeah. him, and they'd kill him that way. And then the gun was fucking empty, and his is not. And so now he's just shooting at them and <laughs> laughing to himself. Yeah, he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. Stop! Yeah. <laughs> Stop running! I come in peace. Yeah, I know, man. <laughs> Boom. Gotta love those oil barrel explosions, you know. I mean, just gives you an excuse to have a great explosion. There's a lot Look of good explosions here. Oh, yeah. Dude, they and spent that was some the serious money on pyrotechnics. Mid-80s to mid-90s, before things got too digital, 
these explosions and stuff like that, they were amazing. I mean, they still do a great yeah. job with them now, but they really do them. I don't know? think there was anything digital in this movie. I think no, was, no. Maybe dude. some of the end of the barrel type flames on stuff, but I don't even maybe. think you could do that. Yeah. This is 1990, almost all practical effects. Right. It would be very noticeable if you did that. And yeah. this looks very natural, you know. Oh, Boom. Man. So he just pops down. He just knocks the fuck the out of Brian of Ben. Throws him on the hood of the car. Was that their car? It might have it been. been. So now he is. I love that the, the alien didn't realize he cared about that girl until yeah. he said, let her go. And then he puts his gun up to his head. Oh, yep, he's, he's holding up that. Uh, oh, he broke endorphins. one. He's pissing him off He just now. throws her aside. I don't care about her. Yeah. I just want my drugs. Right? You should mention these eyes they gave him, too. Oh, man. that's right. These Those white cloudy eyes. contacts. Gave him that albino look, which he is definitely albino. You're not going to outrun this fucker. I think he's Norwegian. Yeah. Very Look possible. at how tall he is, dog. Because Dolph Lundgren is fucking huge, bro. Yeah. And yeah, he does have the lift boots on it. Oh, yeah. You can but, see it. But he's I'm totally way up going there. to rewatch Big Top Pee Wee just so I can see him. He <laughs> is the Lion Trader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's literally got the endorphins vials in his hand and treating this guy almost like he's an animal. Oh, this is great. The, he even he's... has some animal reactions, the alien who he's trying to figure out. Dolph throws his weapon away. And he's confused. He's trying to talk him into hand-to-hand combat. So he's baiting him with the two vials, and they've both dropped their guns now. Three vials. Is there three? I thought there was four, and he broke two already. He already broke two? Yeah. Damn, I think he puts three down. I wonder if he had five. Oh, okay. Well, I could well, be wrong. Right, let's pay it's, They're blurry. Oh. Oh, man. You see there's... that jagged pipe, and you yeah. see the little brain of that chemical engineer working. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's literally going to. Yeah, oh, you're right. Three. There is three. I wonder if there was five. Yeah, so he's inching him closer and closer, and, and just he's got a plan. We don't know what it is yet. Oh, the look of joy on the alien once yeah. he puts oh, it away. Boom. Goes the disc after him. Oh, nice. And he catches it with the speaker. Really brilliant that he had that speaker on him. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it really is the only thing. Then They didn't do that enough in the movie. I think they should have done it like three or four more absolutely. times. Absolutely. With using a speaker as a defensive shield. Just it's a really magnet cool. of so some he's kind. Got the, he's got the vials now, and Dolph comes in. Hits him with uh, a pole. It's Drago uh, time. So, yeah. So I think he's broken the the disc shooter thing with this pipe now. And unfortunately, now he's got the t- pipe taken away uh, and just and getting just his gotta take ass kicked. Crazy punches. Just, oh. Oh, man. Just tossed him 20 he feet. He definitely got tossed. I don't know how they did that, but they but probably of course, just pulled him on the wires. Yeah. Oh, so but he look at how far him. that goes. It's fucking. Yeah, you really. So he scorpion. shoots the arrow that he usually will pump the heroin into somebody when he shoots it at Dolph. And now yeah. Dolph's just solo acting yeah. you know, to himself. Yeah. Not doing a bad job. I mean, no. it's hard to kind of do this thing. Yeah. Because this is all just Dolph. So if anybody's played Mortal Kombat, this is just like Scorpion's exactly. uh, dagger that he throws across Come the room. over here. Yeah. Like. And Dolph says, I ain't coming over there, man. Oh, he's going to break it. He's going to break it. And this guy can kind of control that thing and press it further and faster and kind of drag him in. Yeah, look at him. He's like moving him all over the place. 
It's a really cool kind of effect that they did. Yeah. And they just cut back to it coming out of the guy's hand. Yeah, and I mean, literally, it's just somebody on the other end just moving it back yeah, and forth. Probably but their it... cheapest effect of the movie. Yeah, goes but they're you. really doing a good job in making it seem as yeah. though he's controlling it. Ooh, now he drags him. Oh, man. Retract. Yeah, right? Let it go, dumbass. Yeah, I know. Let... That's... Oh, no, he's got a plan, man. Oh, he's, he's got a plan. He's still trying to get him with this thing. So it's, it's like trying to get his eye, trying to get his face. Yeah. Dolph. Oh, that's like the only wow, other thing I we never hear heard him, him say. say that. Yeah, I win. Fuck you, spaceman. Oh, that's awesome. Jabs that arrow into his neck. Oh, pumps in the heroin. A little taste of his own medicine here. I'm not sure what it does to him. It uh, looks like it has no effect on him whatsoever. Unless it makes him super uh, crazy. Now. Drop oh, into the pipe, and the pipe goes through little commando the style. Chest. Oh, that was so good. It was really great. Ah. It's awesome, oh, man. And then she wakes up, and everybody's going to be okay. Everyone will be all right. I think he comes off of the pole, though, doesn't he? No, no, here it is. One of the best end lines probably ever. It's so and good. You, it either lost you as a uh, as a watcher, or you just cemented it or as you, you best movie ever. You became a fan ever. of this movie for yeah. your life. Like, it's such a great line. It almost such a great line. It's almost like they built the whole movie around it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they changed the fucking name to the movie to Dark Angel. So they come in peace. So he screams at him. He puts the gun up to number four, and Dolph Lundgren delivers it. Go for it. And you go in pieces, asshole. Ah, uh, boom! Shoots him. Blows him into a million pieces. Oh, such man. a great scene. That was great, dude. Look at the fucking explosions behind that shit. Then they, I love it. They just walk out yeah. of the explosion. Arms, one, Dolph Lundgren's in the middle. He's holding the girl. He's holding Brian Ben Ben, talking about where we're going to go on vacation and shit. Yeah. And then it just freezes into those credits, man. Oh, man. It's such a crazy, crazy thing. No explanations needed. Oh, God. I love it. Yeah. It's cheesy. It's it's what it is. You it's know? a fucking classic. Man. It's a classic '90s cheese yeah. action kind of movie. I mean, and that's what we're all about here with obsessed with the obscure. It's, it's my You're favorite. not going to see many Oscar uh, winners on this no. list <laughs> because, it, and I'm I'm intentionally leaving them off there. We want to give love to these great movies that they're not great they're they're lucky if they break 5.0 some of them are really really good like next week we're gonna do shoot to thrill shoot to kill sorry and that arguably is is a perfect story and it's just obscure people don't know about it mm. but a lot of these great action or horror movies yeah. or comedies that we do you're not gonna find them more than a 5.0 on IB, IMDb oh no hell no but if you go into them like we go into these movies like I go into an 80s action movie I wanna see cheese I want to see all this stuff. If I'm watching an 80s horror movie, I want to see cheese. I want to see nudity. I want to see how many times the killer can kill these people in inventive ways. Where This aren't. This is not going to be award winnings unless there's probably several Razzie winners. So on, on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> oh boy. This, this score is a 33%. And that's pretty bad, I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, I love it. You so know. what the hell? This is obviously for uh, for fans of this type of genre. So, well, that'll be it for this week, man. We've got some exciting ones coming up. I'm telling you, man, we have a list of like twenty that we're gonna just try to knock them out, man. Every week, try to get uh, to get one out to you guys. And so, if you want to get a hold of us, talk about your obscure favorites. You can always shoot us an email, fastnamefilms at gmail dot com, or you could shoot us a uh, message on Facebook. 
fascinated with films at Gmail, uh, fast, under fascinated with films, come up with some cool collages for all these movies and great people in it. So check them out. Or you can leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud and iTunes, and we'll get back to you. Hell yeah. So our next one will be Toy Soldiers. And then the, me and Dave's next one will be Shoot to Kill. So we'll see which one comes out next week. But it's going to be exciting, whichever it is. So until next week, see ya. Peace. And you go in pieces, asshole. <laughs>